0: You take an ancient dinosaur god and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla. King of the casters with NBN Brandon. And Jasper, who's a dog.
1: I'd like to tell you a tale of old Hollywood. Do tell. We start with Citizen Kane. Orson Welles' debut feature, acclaimed in its time and the acclaim has only grown since. This feature gets him the blank check to make The Magnificent Ambersons, his second film. He does, and the studio wrestles it away from him in the post, in the post-production, cutting his 3-hour epic into a 90-minute film. Wells disowns the film. The 90-minute film is still screened, and critics consider it one of the greatest movies ever made. But out there exists the three-hour cut, and the few, the very few film scholars and production people who have seen it universally agree it is the greatest film of all time. I'd like to tell you a similar story on this episode of Podzilla, King of the Casters, with your host, M.B. Nightingale, and the other host, Brandon. It's time to talk about (laughs) tiptoes. So, folks, um... we need to explain this so you know we're not... Pulling a prank on you right now. Yes. So we want to give
0: the back, the back, you know, background. We know this is our April Fool's episode. This what? Okay. So our plan was going to be, folks, we moved around a few different ideas for what our April Fool's episode was going to be. Um, We had, we decided on whatever it was, it was going to be about a just a really bad movie. That, like, everybody says, oh, this is one of the worst movies ever. You know, we're gonna talk about that. And have a... You know, it'd be a fun old time riffing on, like, a bad movie.
1: Yeah.
0: And we came... We had a few ones, uh... A few options,
1: but what we ended up picking was Tiptoes. Because we figured... I showed... Well, Brandon and I have both seen the trailer a bunch of times. It's a horrible trailer, and we'll go into why later. Uh, marketability, mostly. Uh, but, uh... But it very famously has a horrible effect at its center of Gary Oldman poorly uh, made up to look like a person with dwarfism with this all-star cast, and it ends the trailer with showing him like that and saying, and Gary Oldman (laughs) in the role of a a lifetime. lifetime. And... (laughs) I I don't want to say this. I'm not strong enough to say this. You're not strong enough? I'm sorry. I'm not strong enough to say... That what was irony... That the
0: trailer... Was correct. ...might be right.
1: (laughs) No, I don't want to
0: say
1: this. I don't want to say this. I agree with it, but I don't want to say it.
0: (laughs) Okay, I don't... Okay, I don't think this... No. No, no, no. This is not... We need you
1: guys to know that this is not... Okay, so... Th- that when we are going through this and about to praise the film, tiptoes. This is not, this is not, an not an a ironic prank. Thing. This is not an
0: ironic prank. Where at the end we go, T. He t- just joking. We we hated the movie. We
1: are going to passionately defend and explain the behind the scenes of the movie, tiptoes, the Matthew McConaughey, Gary Oldman, dwarfism drama. <laughs> That is considered
0: one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah. So, that's going to be a time. It's going to be interesting. So, I want to start with... Um, so, that's the thing. We're completely serious here. Like, this is not some, like, irony layer to it. We're These are genuine thoughts about it. We so. both
1: agree, though. For an April Fool's episode, this is absolutely the funniest possible outcome <laughs> was us watching a movie that's supposed to be one of the worst movies of all time, and legitimately thinking it's an unsung, amazing film.
0: <laughs> we'll look into it. So...
1: Okay, I will, all right, I'll, I'll start. After finishing the movie, we just spent like 15 minutes just... Pace it. Well, I'm pacing Bran's got a broken leg still. I'm 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 hitting my my elbow. Or I'm, uh, but just being like my- I don't wanna have to put this take out into the world. <laughs> I don't think I'm strong enough. <laughs> but
0: But here we are.
1: We've gotta do this.
0: Yeah. So let's try to keep So we're gonna try to keep to our vague format. Um we'll so, yeah, we'll go into thoughts. the
1: set We'll go into the... Spe-
0: yeah, opening thoughts opening first. Opening thoughts. Um, so going into this, rock bottom expectations.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Absolute rock
1: bottom. I was bottom. terrified that it would be bad in a boring way outside of the Gary Oldman effect. <laughs> yeah, that it would
0: just... It would just be very boring and then it would be a teehee whenever you see Gary Oldman. Yeah. And that'd be it, but... It's definitively not that, and while for the, it's
1: still it still looks really bad. That effect does look bad. That it's the that's my one flaw in the movie personally. It's Gary Oldman is like the Gary Oldman's effect
0: is like you know playing a little person and stuff. It is like the like the black like a dark mark on what is. Otherwise, a good movie. I, I don't think it's. Uh, we'll talk about. Maybe I'll turn around a bit. Brand, new. considering my expectations were at the bottom, I thoroughly enjoyed this. We're gonna yeah. talk about this, but um, it kind of it started to lose me around the last third. Post the wet, like post, which um, might
1: just be a problem with this
0: cut, which we'll talk which, about exactly. Because well, that's the thing, yeah. though, is I think. I could I could feel that that was probably the other half of the movie yeah. was post
1: uh there's a that. reason I brought up the magnificent Amberson story at the uh, at the top of this
0: yes but um but- I think up until okay up until the 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 shack up until that moment I was really engaged with this movie <laughs> I was like oh my like it's a it's kind of a would you describe it a bit of a slice of life kind of thing?
1: Yeah, I'd say that. It's like, like getting to it is acquainting us with the dwarf community and Yeah, and then like, you know,
0: um we learned things from this movie. Like I Like Noel and I, we weren't personally aware that like dwarfism causes other medical problems too.
1: Yeah. Oh no. Oh, I have to say this. I have to put this out into the world. I just did a cursory glance over 2003 in film. Yeah. I think had I been a... Mm. Had I been old enough to care about film at that point... You would have put it in your top of the year. I think it would have been my favorite movie of two thousand three, because <laughs> I'm looking ah! at uh, all the other big films that came out then, and they're not movies I can And all the big acclaimed ones are not movies I really care for. Like, Do Lord of the Rings? One of the Lord of the Rings come out that year. Yeah, I don't like Return of the King really I like it I, I like I, so I don't like return of the king and I really 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 like tiptoes which means that I have to put out the take that I think it's a better <laughs> film than return of the king <laughs> like the only one I can see that maybe would go toe to toe with tiptoes is big fish for me <laughs> it's a okay hard so one.
0: so my all right so we'll try to get a little back on track. So my thoughts are that I had, I thought this was a good movie. Uh, I thought it was, you know, very I cause it would have been great for me if it kept um I feel like it loses a lot of steam once you get to the shack.
1: Yeah, so I'll talk about my feelings on that in a second. Okay. okay.
0: So okay. that's my thoughts. I I think it w- I would have put it like a great movie if it was if it kept that like, yeah. momentum. But so-, so I'm wondering what are what are your thoughts? Maybe you liked it. I don't know. <laughs> I
1: love tiptoes. You heard it here first, folks. So I, and yes, I agree. So I don't, I agree that the, there's a section in there in the last third from when they get set, when they, when McConaughey and Beck, and Kate Beckinsale have the big fight and decide to separate To when McConaughey shows back up at the cabin, where I think it doesn't work as well as the rest of the movie because of how egregiously cut it was, Mm. but it still works for me. That section still works for me, so it's not detracting from the rest of the movie. Okay, it's not enough for you to be like, this is lowering this. It's a dip in quality, but it's not a dip into negative quality for me. Okay, okay.
0: So you really I, wow fuck
1: <laughs> I have cinephile friends that I'm going to hang out with tonight and I'm going to have to bring up instead of living in secrecy that I think Tiptoes was the best movie of the year it came out in this cut because we can't find the director's cut but,
0: yeah. so that's our overall things is we are genuinely surprised with how much we enjoyed this movie. Not yeah. even in a this-is-enjoyable-but-not-good sense.
1: A lot of it in a good sense. Yeah, this isn't like my other favorite Dinklage movie, Serrano, <laughs> where, it's a, where I enjoy it for how bad it is. I enjoy this for how good I <laughs> think it is.
0: Yes. So I think it's... So we get overall things. Let's start getting into the plot of this movie.
1: Okay. Uh, do we want to talk about the effect at all? That's the only bad thing we really have to say. So okay. We so, get out of the
0: way before like praising. Sure. Sure. Okay. Gary Oldman's effect is fucking terrible. It's and very it, bad. It takes you out of the movie.
1: They sh- for probably should have just cast. A- Like, we were thought-experimenting this, and at first we were thinking, why not just shift Dinklage over to the Oldman role? But the thing is, Dinklage is so fucking good in his role, and it's still a very meaty, big role. That's Mm. like, I don't want to do that. So I think what we'd worked around to is... And he might have been too old at the time, but Warwick Davis, Mm. I would have liked to see in the role.
0: Yeah, Warwick Davis, or just... Anybody who actually, like, yeah, had that, that is, condition would be much better. That
1: is a uh, part of it that's very
0: of its time. Uh, uh, surprise. So the effect is really bad, and it's really funny.
1: But the thing is, the performance is good. That's Whenever the thing. Ever they get to, like, like, he shouldn't have been the one giving this performance, but it is a really good performance.
0: Like... You you aren't taken out of it whenever he's, like, sitting down.
1: Yeah, whenever it's a conversation where he's sitting or standing really still and him and another actor are talking to each other. Like, we we talked about this,
0: that I think the reason they gave the character a cane was so when he was shimmying around on his knees, you wouldn't notice as much.
1: And I do think... I mean, I don't know if you could find anything on this, but my instinct... Given everything else about the behind the scenes of this movie, is that the director probably didn't want to cast Gary Oldman in the role? Given how every other how how he cast such a large cast of little people actors, uh, uh, there's like
0: one of the most I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, and it's it's like yeah. I think over half the cast,
1: if I had to guess. yeah and. It's, and they're all good. They're very good. Yeah, and so, but I'm get the studio was definitely very skittish about this movie.
0: Yeah, And
1: the marketing of it, and uh, like, the reason the trailer is so funny, because it sells tiptoes as like, an offensive rom-com.
0: Yeah. But like,
1: also trying to be like, kind of Oscar baby at the same time.
0: It it's a really poorly made trailer
1: yeah where it's like and I get but like a lot of the the reason it seems like an offensive rom-com is cause it seems like a film where the whole all the tension's gonna be around what my 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 fiance might have impregnated me with a dwarfism baby and like whoa wacky but it's actually mostly about McConaughey's internalized hatred for his family and why that's a bad thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I expect this movie, I thought it wasn't like,
0: McConaughey wasn't going to reveal his family to her until, like, the third act. It's, like, 20 minutes in. It's, it's like, it, it gets pretty quickly past that. and just more about, like, decisions and, like, you know it's like like the um, all the people in his family are, like very supportive and like you know being frank with her about you know all oh, you know there there will be complications and stuff but life's full of complications so you know like yeah, it's but it doesn't i would say it definitely doesn't go in the direction you think it's going to go in yeah, it's. But that's a. It's good. It's a good that they did that. That they they went that direction.
1: God, there's so much I want to unpack with this movie. Yeah, so I, I
0: think we should we should close up about the effect of Gary Oldman because,
1: yeah, it is terrible. But it is. But probably. It's the most over talked about aspect of this movie because mm-hmm. there's so much that's good that's going on within it, and mm-hmm. all that ever gets talked about is the horrible effect.
0: It, it would kind of be like imagine they did, imagine you watch Toy Story, mm-hmm. but Woody was literally just Tom Hanks that was just shrunken down. Like it'd be distracting and it'd be bad and it'd be off putting, it would not fit the rest of the movie. But eventually, you just get used to it. And that was the the weirdest thing. So good. That's the thing. But like about the halfway, I would say about halfway through, a little before the
1: wedding, I just
0: stopped caring.
1: Yeah, I stopped caring. I stopped caring, and the performance won me over. Which, with the effect, is a big hurdle to pass. When, yeah, when they're at the party and Oldman and McConaughey have the argument, have an argument where. He's where <laughs> old men just matter of factly is like, come on, we all know that you hate me, and it's like, like, it's just geez. like yeah. it's, So that yeah. is a shocking thing is that,
0: despite that, if you like for us when we watch the movie, eventually you just kind of it doesn't break you anymore. You just kind of accepted it. Yeah. So that that's about the effect. So that's you know Gary Oldman should not have been that role. But he did that role, and he had a good performance in it. So that's just kind of what there is. But the effects were bad, and they should have done just anything else about it. But as no, you know, as you said, no I'm. We're pretty certain that's a stu- that was a studio thing. Yeah. Like, there's no way he would cast that many actors.
1: And know, the who- film has so much compassion for and knowledge of the dwarf community that it's. That I really have a hard time buying that that was a choice from the director slash writer.
0: Yeah, that after all that, it's like, yeah, I just do it your in it. Like, yeah. So that that's. So get this, so folks, you know, now we can talk about the movie.
1: <laughs> now, now we can talk. Now about, that now, we've gotten past the ha ha funny meme stuff that you came here for, <laughs> the 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 nostalgia critic take on this movie. <laughs>
0: Big looped
1: alligator moment. We can talk about Ruit. and effusively praise, <laughs> tiptoes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if you, I, I understand that a lot of people are not going to be able to get past that. Yes, but we somehow did, and because we were able to, there, there's a there's a gem here. Yeah. So let let's now
1: let's see where we at. Okay. Yep. So let's go into the plot. Well, do we want to talk about the plot first, or do we want to talk about the -the behind-the-scenes drama? Let's do plot first. Plot first, because then behind-the-scenes... We'll do that after the commercial break. Yeah, we can, like... Because there's a lot to talk about there. There there Yes,
0: yes. All right,
1: so, the plot of Tiptoes. So, we start with Gary Oldman and his best friend, uh, Maurice, played by Peter Dinklage, are... Motorcycling cross country. Well, not motorcycle. They're doing like the th- those the three wheel tri- motorcycles. Tri- yeah, tricycle cycling. Yeah, tricycling and probably. I guess that's a, a more realistic thing from the height because would be. yeah they wouldn't be. I don't think people with dwarfism would be able to ride a motorcycle because you have to be able to I guess, touch I guess- the. Because they're built around the idea of... uh, Of, like, tall... Normal, of of full-height people, and... Yeah. So, they're doing tricycles. Yeah, but... And... They... And they're kind of bitching back and forth to each other, and... We get Dinklage... Dinklage is my favorite performance in this movie. He's great. He is Immediately, you're like, yes! More of this. (laughs) Your Dinklage is, like... A... French, leftist... Marxist, he calls himself. Yeah, a, a Marxist, <laughs> French fuckboy uh, uh, yeah. who immediately, uh, we don't know why, but uh, Patricia Arquette who... Oh yeah, the braids girl.
0: She gets kicked off a bus, I think?
1: Yeah. Uh, Academy Award winner Patricia Arquette. Yes. Really? Uh, yeah, for boyhood. Oh, okay, also She's also in True Romance. She's She's been in a lot of stuff. I, oh, okay, yeah, I, I, I like recognize her.
0: But okay, so yeah, she she gets stranded, <laughs> and uh, so Dinklage yeah, she picks gets picks her up.
1: Yeah, she's like a hippie, and Dinklage picks her up, and and she's instantly on board for whatever and they, whatever they're doing. Yeah, and so they're because they're traveling because there's a we learn they are going to a conference for so once a year. The dwarf community uh, has, like, I don't know. It's probably, like... The- I think it's a conference. It's kind of like, a, yeah. you know,
0: like, the, the those Jewish organizations. The ones, Yeah, like it's anti- like a big dinner anti- conference. The, you know, like, the uh, the Semitic... I don't know the name for it, but... Anti-Defamation League stuff. Yeah. Where it's, like, causes supporting, like, you know, not being against certain people and stuff. It's like that.
1: before. Yeah. And I do wonder if that, since everyone seems to know each other and live relatively close outside of the people who are traveling around, mm-hmm. like, is that, like, I, so, is that, are they, like, just the regional, the dinner for the regional aspect, because, I don't know, that seemed like a, it was a large amount of people, but a small amount of people, if I'm considering, like, all, however many people have dwarfism in America, yeah, because I remember it was in Vegas. It's around where McConaughey lives. So yeah, I think was they mentioned Vegas. They mentioned Vegas. Okay, so yeah, so it's
0: but um, yeah. So yeah. I thought it was going to take a really dark turn about that, but ho- thankfully not. Like I said, the movie doesn't do what you think it's going to do.
1: What were you thinking it was going to do? I thought
0: it was going to go because you know at this point we're still like oh worst movie ever made you know yeah. I thought it was going to be some, like, really bad stuff about, like, like you know, people with dwarfism having to make it in Vegas as, like... Oh. Not prostitutes. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no I, I meant, like, um you know, like, sleazy Vegas. Like, oh, like, here's my assistant magician or oh, something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get that. Like, I'm thankful that it's not where it went, but my brain went there because I'm, like... Because I thought you were, like, yeah. there's a lot of... I'm like, they're, you know, this seems like a more local thing.
1: And it's being... But
0: thankfully that's not where they went, because that would have been like, oh my, that would have kind of been gross and
1: tasteless. And the event's being hosted by, like, one of the two uh, tall people of the... within the community of... uh, Mm. Which, you know, they don't really ever... I don't think they need to. It might have been more explained in the longer cut, but I don't think it's would have necessarily been necessary uh, they don't explain David Allen Greer's character uh, is, seems to be some sort of celebrity who's a spoke is, like I advocate. think he's just like a celebrity spokesperson for the community I think yeah. that's what we're supposed to take away from. yeah so he has a speech yeah. and they're at this big party yeah. thing mm-hmm. at this big
0: uh, celebration thing yeah. and um, I'm trying to remember the first time you see Matty McConaughey. Oh, no,
1: he... And- uh, McConaughey's already shown up before they get to the convention in the movie, just... I think, for the sake of translating this into a synopsis, it's easier to just... Say- yeah,
0: yeah, so McConaughey, you see McConaughey earlier, and he shows up, and that's when it's revealed that he has... That all of his family is dwarfish Yeah, and
1: he's been lying to his girlfriend about where he's going. He tells him... He tells her it's just a family dinner, but...
0: Yeah, but actually, it's yeah. that, and she has no... Like she thinks that, she, I think she brings it the first time here is, oh, are you seeing someone else or something, and put that in your pocket, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they're at their conference. The con- the they're at the conference. You see a lot of the main, more major characters. Like I don't I don't remember the the girl's name, the blonde girl, who's the Gary Oldman's ex, Sally. Yeah, you see Sally. She she's a pretty, she's a character in the in it. You see his whole family, mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey's, you know, sisters. His uncle and his sisters, uncle's family. uncle's family, all those people.
1: So they're a celebration. And, and- brief sidebar, because as the, the resident Lynch bro on this podcast, I do have to mention that his father is played by the arm, the, uh, the, the god of the Red Room from Twin Peaks. Keep in mind, though, I brought, the, folks,
0: I brought that up first. <laughs> I was you like, is that is that the red, is, I was yeah. like, is that the,
1: I forgot, I was like, is that the guy from Twin Peaks? And my initial reaction was, I didn't say it out loud, but I was like, oh, geez, Brand's just assuming they all look the same. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I oh was no, right. no, it is actually, it is actually the arm, <laughs> fuck.
0: The fact that you thought that I didn't know <laughs> shows your back. No. <laughs> well uh <laughs> so they're at the thing and Matthew Conahey and Gary Oldman, who are twins, yeah. Um they're like have like a disagreement, like they have an argument. Yeah,
1: the thing with McConaughey is he does fully have the uh the dwarfism he it technically he is he medically and on a DNA level is the exact same as the rest of his family. He should be a dwarf, but as sometimes in very rare cases happens in these events, uh, it, sometimes that shit just doesn't activate. So... Yeah, so he, he's... Yeah. Yeah,
0: like he's full height. but, but Yeah,
1: he's a he, normal-sized person yeah. who just... Who is technically on a medical level a dwarf. Yep.
0: yep. So that's happening, and then they have an argument... If we're going to go, you know, the chromosome route... Yeah, so they have uh, the argument. Mister yeah, so They have an <laughs> argument, and the uh, afterwards, they end up in a hotel. The um, McConaughey or no? Oh yeah,
1: so Mc- so yeah. Gary Oldman shows up like right as the thing's ending. Talks to McConaughey a bit.
0: And, like they're disappointed he didn't show up yep. sooner. Yeah, and then they have a disagreement thing. and then uh, old Gary Oldman and Peter Dinklage are at a hotel with with uh, Dinklage's girl, the blonde lady. And there's one of the few times it's, like, I thought there was going to be a lot more in this movie about, like, hey, are you short stuff or something? There's very little. There's, like, twice, I think, in the whole movie?
1: Yeah, they get...
0: Like, a direct insult thing.
1: Yeah, a lot of it is microaggression or internalized. uh, Which is, again not an angle I
0: expected yeah. this movie to go down but made it infinitely more interesting
1: but yeah the so the desk clerk is a dick to them when they're checking in and then but then yeah so uh Dinklage and Oldman are staying in the same room Oldman leaves the room because one Dinklage is trying to get it on with Patricia Arquette right while he's next to him and two yeah. Dinklage is hurting because he's too proud of a person to seek the medical help that people with dwarfism need for, like, just the routine stuff that shows up, like ulcers and a herniated disc.
0: Yeah, I think... Let me know if I was wrong about this, but I think he mentioned when they were drinking something, he said it was morphine in it.
1: Oh, no, they mentioned that, like... Morphine did come up, but that's, like...
0: That's Mikane later, right? Yeah. Okay, I thought he brought it up, but he was... You know, he's drinking alcohol trying to numb the pain. And it's not really working. Yeah.
1: And, oh, and Oldman's just like trying to tell him to get a doctor and Dinklage freaks out on him enough that he's like, okay, fine, I'll go stay with my brother. Then he lives in the same city.
0: Or he's like, yeah, I'll stay with my brother. But then, remember what happens first, though, is he, he passes out and then when he wakes up, he's with, no, he's still in the hotel room that time. Because I remember he wakes up in the hotel room after he passes out, and he has the girls' crystals oh, that, all over. Yeah,
1: Dinklage. Him. That when we get back to Dinklage, because <laughs> so let's just talk about the Dinklage plot line entirely now, because it really it's such a sidebar that it won't really come up much if we just talk about the plot in the way we usually. Look. Yeah. So
0: let's let's do the the Dinklage side quest and then the main story.
1: Yeah. So because which i think shows that everyone involved realized that Dinklage was the strongest part of this movie and it was on his rise like i think the station agent came out a few years after this which is the movie that really cemented dinklage as an actual leading hollywood leading man uh, yeah which have you ever seen the station agent
0: no i've only i've honestly only seen peter dinklage in a few things uh, well, mostly game of thrones <laughs> Yeah,
1: Yeah. so Station Agent, great movie. Uh, so it's, Dinklage is just a really boring guy with dwarfism, but the fact that he's got dwarfism means that he becomes the center of attention anywhere he goes, and he, he doesn't like that. That makes him very uncomfortable. Oh. And it's about finding, and he just, you know, kind of like, it's about like finding his people and being able to just be a boring guy around them. Okay, and that's interesting. So that, funnily enough, ironically,
0: that's interesting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, so anyways... um,
1: But yeah, so anyway... D- so just but yeah, they, they clearly Sad knew note. he was the best part of this movie because even though what you'd think if you were asked to cut this down to a 90-minute movie, you would think that, generally speaking, because of the how little bearing it has on the rest of the plot... You'd go for the, you'd go for the Dinklage scenes as many as you could so that you can add more, keep more of the back half of the movie. Yeah. But But they, but they reserve, but they preserve, uh, I mean, they probably cut a couple of Dinklage scenes, but they preserve enough Dinklage That you're like, oh, and all of it works. All of it works really well and is really good. Yeah, like the
0: next day, so we'll just run through his side quest. So he wakes up the next day in the hotel with the girl, and the maid is, like, knocking to get in. And he's like, go away, we're eating each other, go away. And the maid's like, no, it's noon, you know, we gotta check out, so the... The sleazy guy who runs the motel. Yeah. Fucking knocks on the doors. Get out of here, man. And then Peter is like, I'm going to... He's like, oh, I'm going to kill him. And I thought that was like, oh, you know, like, whatever.
1: And then he he pulls pulls out a a gun. gun. (laughs) And Patricia Arquette, in a way to de-escalate the situation from murder, she she goes out and just beats the shit out of the guy so Dinklage can't kill him, (laughs) kill him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then then they run away. They, like, get out of there. And then later on... um. I'm to remember what else happens with them.
1: Uh, so they're at the they, party. Yeah, they are at the party and Dinklage has a very passionate uh, political argument uh, against the, uh, against the pol- kind of political group of dwar- of dwarves we've been following for the movie. Where he's he's arguing, he's yelling about how he feels like they're too assimilationist. Yeah, uh, this is literally, it's not the same party as the opening, it's another one. Yeah, it's they. There's a pool party like halfway through. This yeah, there's a
0: pool party. We'll follow the main story about that in a second, but like in a bit. Well, what's happening is basically, Peter Dinklage is like the Malcolm X of that. Yeah. Where you know he's like, oh, you know, you're you're kind of too soft.
1: He literally Play. says, the only political power can that can be found is that is inside of the a gun barrel.
0: Yeah. So he's a little is a little different than the other one. Yeah. And then Gary almost, like, pull him aside and be like, dude, you, you know, they're not doing that. Yeah. And then... Like, that's not gonna work.
1: Then the next Dinklage scene we see is he's... The entire wedding ceremony, they just cut to a <laughs> sidebar of Dinklage and his girlfriend watching it from, like, a towel instead of from the pews, like, to the side, because it's, like, an open-air wedding. And... Yeah. I think they have more screen time than, like, the yeah. actual wedding does. Yeah, they just walk over and, like, Dinklage and the girlfriend are just arguing over whether over marriage and whether or not it's something <laughs> they want to seek or if it's a stupid con- societal convention.
0: Yeah, and then at the... towards the end of the movie, uh, they break up. And, yeah, like, they break up because
1: Dinklage is uh, also very sexist, which I think was probably meant as like a way to to you know stick it in the eye of hardcore leftists that like ah they're actually a bunch of sexist pricks and yeah, it's, not, it's not inaccurate to a lot of leftist men I've met that like it's not that's not a good thing about leftism even though I like leftism mostly uh, but there are a lot of I mean like any group there are a lot of sexist men in there and kinda of undercutting their own values. But yeah, so yeah, Dinklage yeah. is really sexist to her, so she just fucks off and he like leaves in a bind too. And I think it's left ambiguous whether that's like an end of their relationship or like all the other fighting from before. Yeah. Just where they a part wake up of their the kind of toxic, messy cycle. <laughs> yeah. But they're fun.
0: They are very fun. <laughs> they're fun, so that's what there's what they're up to, but
1: Yeah, and the- they're like again, Tinklage, best performance of the movie. Very great. Yeah. Just he's a he's the perfect fuckboy. the a French
0: Marxist fuckboy boy in this movie. Yeah, but yeah. Um. So now main plot, main stuff that's going on
1: here. Yeah.
0: So the big thing that the, after the dinner, yeah, after the big party at the opening, um, Matthew McConaughey's girlfriend. I'm trying to remember
1: her name. Uh, the actress is Kate Beckinsale. I don't. Uh, Carol is that her name in the movie? Is she her name's Carol in the movie? Okay, Carol.
0: So so Carol's like, you know, oh, I think I'm pregnant, and then he suddenly goes like, oh, shit, like you know, like oh no, yeah, oh no, oh goodness, and uh, he kind of just panics, and he's he works as a firefighter,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so he's off on a retreat. Teaching forest fire. Yeah, so he he so. like he leaves like the next morning. Yeah, so he's like, oh, like, oh, I have a treat got to go to. So he's doing that. Mm-hmm. So he leaves her alone, and then um,
1: Gary Oldman shows up because
0: he's been looking for a place to stay. Yeah, okay. He's, there's a little side thing where he meets up with an ex, and he yeah. gets beaten up, and, and then she, he goes there.
1: She doesn't get beaten up. He gets. Sorry, he gets. He, he gets beaten beat. up because both this this big Italian guy and. And Gary Oldman are under are under the impression that the other one is the side piece, and, <laughs> and one of the
0: first big belly laughs that we got was <laughs> was like almost
1: said, like nobody's fucking anybody. <laughs> it's like yeah, so she's like to prod at her at her uh, at the adults, big Italian guy. At her, uh, yeah, the big Italian guy. She's uh, she's like yeah, we're about to fuck, and Gary Oldman's just oh, nobody's fucking anybody. <laughs> Nobody's fucking anybody.
0: Nothing nothing's yeah. going on.
1: Yeah. So he...
0: So Garrowman meets Carol. And he's like... You know, he's came here and he's like... She's like, hello, who are you? And he's like... You know, oh... Makane is my brother. Yeah. Like, he's my brother. Did he not tell you or anything? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, nothing. So apparently they've been keeping both things secret. So Makane hasn't been telling his family about her. And, he, you know, she doesn't know about them at all.
1: Yeah, and... So, and they are engaged, which is the first red flag <laughs> in this relationship. Yeah. And then, so... But yeah, so then she confronts McConaughey, and McConaughey is like, yeah, I, I it's something that I'm embarrassed about. And she's she's microaggressing, and she keeps calling them the M-word.
0: Yeah, she and, told them
1: that. And then
0: McConaughey... And he's like, don't... No, you don't...
1: Who's that? Yeah, he's like... So, they're dwarves, they're
0: dwarves, like, yeah. you use dwarfism, you say that, like, little yeah. people, you don't, don't say that. So, that's going on, and it's like, you can, oh. what I got out of that is like, the Makane's character, it's like, oh, he'll say all the wording. Yeah. But he still like, kind of, does not like them. Yeah, it's, he, like, very, very like, surface level, like, liberal yeah, stuff. Like he
1: loves his family, but he also hates the fact that, Hates what they are.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's like he, it's like he's battling that, <laughs> and it's like he, can, you know, he's trying his best to be like, you know, oh, the right wording and the right that, but like, at the core of it, he's yeah, he's got, you know, and in, in a healthy relationship, he, he would tell his uh, significant other pretty fairly sooner, like, have them meet each other. Yeah. So he's hiding stuff. It's not great, but um, yeah,
1: and then so, but yeah, so they talk about that and. She's, he, she and he, he's like pregnant.
0: she confirms she's pregnant said so that.
1: Yeah, and he's like he he floats the idea of an abortion and that's what a lot of the second act of this movie leading up to the wedding is just about her Gary Oldman informing her about teaching her about the community and her wrestling over whether she would yeah, she whether she wants to raise a child that would have these medical difficulties or whether she wants to abort it. Yeah, that's like a give
0: and take thing. She meets the, the uncle's family who's very supportive and, you know, be like, you know, oh, it's difficult, but, you know, life's all difficult. So, yeah, you know, and, we make it work.
1: Yeah, you know, and then... Big,
0: big community.
1: Then the, she gets invited to go to the pool party, tells McConaughey over the phone. And, and the... Okay, I gotta just so it, pause a second here. The 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 blocking of the scene is very good. It's yeah. it's
0: a great twist. Yeah. That I really wish came up again.
1: I don't think it needs to come up again. I think it's a good character informer that doesn't need to become a plot point.
0: Okay. So let's so let's bring it down here. So so folks, remember pull it out of your back pocket. A couple times now, I think she mentioned a couple times. Are you seeing anybody else? And he's like, no, like, yeah. I've been going to the... You know, I've been seeing my family and I've been working yeah. a lot and all that stuff. And you, you just buy it because
1: you see him do that immediately. But there are two lies going on. There are. So, so she calls him, she tells him to go to the party and he's like, he's playing all cool and, like, happy with her. He's out in the dark in the field somewhere and, like, and he, like, hang. they hang up and he instantly is just like fucking angry. Throws, chucks his phone. He's so pissed. And then this, this hot firefighter oh, woman who he because um he, yeah. she
0: told him about oh I met your brother and everything. Yeah. So it's a big thing for him. He's like oh no, you know she's finding yeah. out. So
1: and this hot firefighter woman we'd seen him arguing with earlier emerges from the dark. She's been there the whole time with him, and he's like, and she's like, is is everything okay? Yeah, it's fine you want to go to a party. Or you want to go to a pool party? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like,
0: oh, shit. He has been cheating on her. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck.
1: (laughs) And so... Yeah, so what happens at the party is mostly just... uh, So it's mostly McConaughey arguing with Gary... uh, argues with Gary Oldman about, like... Gary Oldman, like, calls him out on the fact that, listen, you act polite to all of us, but under the surface, you're seething. We know you hate us.
0: Like, yeah, you use all the language and stuff, but it's like,
1: you know, we can feel it. We yeah. can feel this vibe. Then Gary Oldman sees that his girlfriend, that his on-off girlfriend from earlier, is having sex with the, uh, the minor celebrity guy by, that David Allen Greer plays. Which raises some uncomfortable things
0: where it's like did he have like a like a type? Oh, and that's why I did it. Yeah. But yeah, so they cuz that that's brought up a couple
1: times and it's like uh like yeah. the Oh, yeah, so Yeah. after that scene. What I don't mean is well, do we want to talk about the jerk offs uh, conversation? Well, all I'll say about it. Well, is... I've now introduced it, so we kind of have to. <laughs> I can't just leave jerk off conversation in the air like that. <laughs> but it's
0: weird because she uh, she asks McConaughey in the bed. I think this is before the pool party. Uh, no, it's after
1: because this is after all the cards are on the table.
0: Oh, okay, she so she like... brings up like, oh, have you ever you know have you ever slept with a, with a little person? And
1: he's like, not as an adult. You know, but as a kid, we fooled around. I'm part of the community, so, like... And, she, and you know, so, like, she's jokingly calling him out. You had a... You had a circle jerk with a bunch of little people. And I would like to see it. But she doesn't deliver the line as, like, a... Ha! I would like to see it, because that's such an absurd image. She kind of... I would like to see it. She kind (laughs) of seems... Like she'd legitimately be into that. Which... Might come up later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, so... So, pool
0: party. Mm-hmm. Cards are on the table. Yeah. You know, everyone's like... You've got this air to the surface of, you know, he should have told her. Yeah. He introduces her to the blonde
1: fire lady. Yeah. Last time you see her. Um, yeah, then... So, then... They have an... Her parents come over for dinner. Oh, with, uh... Yeah, with McConaughey's parents. Because now... Everyone cards are on the table for everyone that they the, these two are getting married. She's pregnant, and her parents come over, and I get to talk about my second favorite character in the movie now. <laughs> all right, all righty. So, you know, they come in and they didn't know that they that the family were were dwarves. So, the mom begins like quietly seething, and like really obviously just uncomfortable with it. The dad is not phased at all, and I love this man.
0: <laughs> like in the shot, you see um, you know, his parents come out and the mom's like, Oh, like
1: just And the dad's right behind more. her, just a big smile <laughs> on it You almost see some more whimsy fill his eyes. <laughs> like, oh okay, you know, this is cool. Yeah. Sure. Like let's whatever. And he's just joking around with them while the mom quietly sees it's the dad's joking around having a good time, telling dirty jokes to them. And everyone, everyone's having fun. The mom just looks, like, miserable. Yeah, and then she's, she's like, like, she's like, I think it's time to talk
0: about the elephant in the room. This is the best
1: payoff in the movie. Because <laughs> she starts and she's like, here. Dan, you say it. This is too tough for me. And he's like, well yes you see is everyone okay with a Jewish wedding <laughs> and that's been it she wasn't disturbed by the fact and caught off guard by the fact that they were dwarfs. she was upset that they were catholic because <laughs> <laughs>
0: really the dad's like well you know grandpa you know, grandpa's old and he's Jewish so you know would be alright if we do a Jewish wedding
1: <laughs> yeah. It was, it's such a good payoff. Cause you think you think that the mom's just an absolute piece of shit. Yeah. And, and it's literally just it's over religious just, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but then they cut right yeah. to the wedding and Mostly on Peter Dinklage. Yeah, mostly that Dinklitch scene so you, we talked about. You see about. she's heavily pregnant now. Yeah, and then And they get married. And then like She's going away, and they're about to go on their honeymoon, and then she stops, and she thanks Gary Oldman for all the help he's done so far, and they have, a, they have a moment. She, like, tenderly kisses him on the lips, and you're not sure if this is supposed to be, like, a a brother-in-law, sister-in-law, close family thing, which it would be or if it's supposed to be a romantic thing, but, like... Oldman looks a little forlorn as she walks away, and then we cut directly to the delivery room. Directly. Like, everything...
0: Like, up until yeah. this point, it's very interesting how this film, like...
1: Yeah, the film... The first half really takes its time. It takes place over the course of, like, two days, I think. Two or three days. Very...
0: Yeah, not... Like, it has, an, like, an optimistic air about it where yeah. it's like, you know, oh, you know, it's gonna be hard... But we're gonna, you know, gonna get through it. You're gonna be all right. You know, things are gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Optimistic, cheer nature, and then like, describe. It. it feels like the reality sets of that. Yeah, and like in the delivery room, and McConaughey because like, the
1: baby was born with dwarfism. There was a chance that it wouldn't be like he was, and but, but it the, was born with dwarfism. And McConaughey, this is where you remember the fact that Matthew McConaughey is in fact an amazing actor and has an Oscar. Cause he just, oh, he sells these next couple of scenes. He's just completely fucking in shambles. Like, yeah. like he always
0: had thought that, like, oh, you know, I, you know, because I was okay, he'll be okay or yeah. something.
1: Yeah, and it's like just, and like he's freaking out in a way where it's clearly more about him. Beckinsale's trying to keep calm and keep optimistic because of the baby, and yeah,
0: he he's not. He's like punching a, a door. Yeah, he
1: he punches a hole in the door, yeah. which. Oh God, every great actor has a punch a hole <laughs> in a wall scene, all of them. <laughs> that's that's the ticket to the academy,
0: baby. Which you you, Kyle's yeah. with your Mountain Dew, <laughs> with your Mountain Dew and uh, Monster Energy drinks. Keep punching. Keep punching there. Punch your way
1: to the golden man. All
0: right, and then so that's happening. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, so he it's like the reality sets in immediately. Yeah. And it's like you know the doctor comes in and the doctor's dwarfism and he's like you know you're gonna have to take these shots. Yeah. Things are gonna you know not be too you know you'll be okay but you gotta keep the shots going. He's gonna be a lot of pain and stuff and like the reality sets in of that like they're in the house. And the baby just wants up crying. Yeah, and McConaughey just like like loses it.
1: Yeah, he's like losing it. Like, and she's like, "Your freakouts are scaring the baby." And he's like, "No, that's not why he's crying. He's crying because he's in constant fucking pain." Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's little, and he's like, he's a dwarf. I'm a, d-. he's like, I'm a dwarf.
0: Like, it's the pain. It's like, oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, and then they like decide they need to separate. Yeah. And she goes up to Gary Oldman's been staying in a cabin cuz we haven't mentioned this he's a writer. So He is a writer. And like a successful one. Like he's he his he's syndicated and his main publication seems to be Harper's, which is a massive literary journal. It's literary. like a very popular one. But uh cool. so it's like saying, you know, you write for the New Yorker. It's almost Ooh. at the level of saying you're right for the New Yorker. That's uh, good. And Lots of good
0: stuff. So him and Peter Dinklage and his girl are just chumming around the cabin. Yeah, and she
1: shows up and Oldman is, helps her care for it for a while. McConaughey eventually, after Dinklage and his girl leave, uh, shows up at the cabin and he's like, I love you. You know that, and she's like, "Yeah, I know you do, but, but if you can't fully love our baby, then I can't be, a, then this, then I can't have you around him all the time." Yeah,
0: she brings that up. I think. Um, yeah. Even, I think. She is it right before? Yeah, during she, the circle
1: she, jerk conversation. She yeah,
0: brings she brings it. up. It's like, yeah. you know, it's kind of dangerous that yeah. you have like this internal hatred of people with dwarfism. And yeah. our child is a good chance of getting of having dwarfism. Yeah, and it's like, oh, like you know, that is yeah. not a healthy environment.
1: Yeah, and they just have this very sweet where, like, where she know where he can't, even though he is taking steps to better himself, that currently at least is not enough. Yeah, and he has to leave, and then she and Dinklage, uh, she she and Oldman are just just vibing out under the moonlight mm. and she tells him that if he wants to he can kiss her and the kind of romantic tension they've had bubbling underneath mm. the whole movie finally comes to a fruition with a explicitly romantic kiss this time and, and that's the ending yeah cuts to credits God, it's such a good movie. I love it so much.
0: Yeah, I fucking so, love this
1: movie. <laughs> so, folks, um,
0: what you just listened to is considered
1: one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah. I don't
0: I don't see
1: it. Yeah, I don't see it at all.
0: I, I mean, don't obviously
1: I don't see it at all. I just said it's better than Return of the King and possibly Big Fish. That's no one's opinion. That's not mine.
0: <laughs> but um yeah, that is... I don't... You know, we've, we've watched a lot of bad movies. We've watched The Room. Like, we've watched those kind of things. We've, like, Love on a Leash.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Some of my favorites.
0: <laughs>
1: but King um, of the Castle. King of the Kesselina. Castle, who's
0: also a dog. <laughs> those are insanely enjoyable bad movies. This is not one of the, like... Yeah. Gary Oldman, like I said, he looks fucking terrible when he, with the effects, yeah. but his performance is still good. Yes. And by the end, it, it just clicks for you. I I personally didn't pick up as much about the romantic stuff between them until the end. Yeah. Because it was bubbling under the surface. Like, I just thought they were going to, like, oh, they're just going to co-raise the kid. And then they kissed, and I was like, wait, what? Like, the IMDb summary says, like, it's a love triangle. I don't really feel... I didn't feel that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and here's the thing, folks. Well, the thing is, we're going to commercial break. Then we'll tell you what the real thing is. Then we'll tell you about... The messy production history of Tiptoes and the movie that could have been.
0: Yes. The movie that could have been. So, folks, we're gonna take a... yeah, we're gonna go on a break. A little, a little commercial break thing, and then we'll be back to keep getting you some tiptoes. there will be rough patches, there's no doubt about it. Canal Plus and Langley Productions proudly present Command performances from Kate Beckinsale, Matthew McConaughey, Patricia Arquette, and in the role of a lifetime, Gary Oldman. Tiptoes. And we're back. So we're yeah. going to talk about uh, a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff that we've uncovered about Tiptoes. Because the important thing to know, folks, is that we think this movie was, like, heavily, heavily cut down. We know it was. Or we know it was. And we have, we have <laughs> stuff to share about that.
1: So... If you watch this movie, you will not know who Matthew Bright is. Matthew Bright was the director and writer of this film. It was his sole project. But Bill Wiener is the one one, uh, that is credited because they cut an hour of the film out. It was supposed to be a two and a half hour long film against Bright's wishes and he had his name taken off of it like they fired
0: like yeah. the timeline was the original director's cut of this movie came out for like I think one festival maybe yeah. two yeah and then was a, and then when and then it was just the studio was like okay you know we're firing you from the production we are just re-editing this and they cut off an hour of the film so like almost that's like what if it's an hour and a half and a half Three two fifths. That's two. That's almost
1: half of the movie is just gone. So I, yeah, Bright was fired after turning in his cut to the uh, to the production company. My God, just, but also it looks like the, his cut also was a lot dirtier of a film. Really, like there was a lot more. Like you see it a little bit the influence of like how much this film has to do with fucking. Oh, but there's more of it? There was a lot more of it in there.
0: So what's interesting is the stuff that we've brought up that have been more weak points of this movie, if I had to guess, I think a lot of that was just from the cut. Yeah. Like, if I had to guess, in that two and a half hour version of this movie, I'm sure the cheating thing gets, like, resolved. Yeah. Like, it's something where you see Matthew McConaughey after he leaves her, like, being with the woman or something. Yeah. Like, that is... Because what's interesting is it's not... We've been looking all over for it after recording this. The director's cut is, like,
1: kind of lost media right now. Yeah, it. someone out there has it. Dinklage... Well, we'll read the Dinklage quote yeah. in a bit. But yeah, it's... According to people who have seen it, an absolutely gorgeous film. And the... Ninety minute cut is a pale imitation of it. Yeah, because I I love the ninety minute cut. So there's a possibility. Ninety minute cut is my favorite movie of the year it came out. Yeah, there's a possibility that the two and a half hour cut would be my favorite movie of all time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's the interesting thing is that even in this cutted down version of the movie, it's still, it's still strong. So I would, yeah, I think. It was shown only once in one th- in one film festival, and then it was cut before anything else. I I think it's it's on. I guarantee you, it was came out in two thousand three. It's on someone's hard drive somewhere. Yeah. Like the full version of it, so I I would pay money for a director's cut of this movie. Shit. I'd want to get the Blu Ray, the DVD, whatever format it come in. Yeah. Well. It'd be, also makes it also seems to be really interesting for just like film preservation. Yeah, where it's like what, what changed about this? Because could you imagine the takes of people would like, oh shit, this is now a really good like this is a really good movie. Yeah, <laughs> like because I, here's the thing, sometimes movies are you know the culture around them is what's
1: defining them. Yeah, it seems like Tiptoes is one of those. Yeah, it seems like, like I've never met anyone who's actually watched Tiptoes. But I know a lot of people who've seen that trailer and <laughs> as a me- and you know know it as a meme.
0: Exactly. So it's like it's kind of interesting that that is just what the film is for people. Yeah. Is it's that, but it's it's a lot more than that. It's interesting. But the director's cut, I'd love to see it. I think it would I think we we mentioned this. Um the second the ending part of this movie is in the cabin and it's like after the yeah. baby and everything. If I had to guess, a lot of what was cut was that. Yeah. Because what here's what's interesting is that if it's kind of going for this like you know oh the um Gary Oldman and Carol are like falling in love yeah that'd be the perfect split is you have the half before half after yeah like it's the slow buildup of that like that would be so much that'd be great mm-hmm. so I want to talk about uh, Peter Dinklage had uh, some comments. about the original cut of this movie.
1: Yeah, hit me with them.
0: So this just came out about 2012. He said, he was quoted, uh, Dinklage says that the movie was ruined by its studio and that the original director's cut was fine. Quote, it was sort of an amazing idea for a movie, but the result of the new cut was what we were fighting against, the cutesiness of little people, Dinklage says. Even for the new edits, though, there was some flack in which he says, why would you put Gary Oldman on his knees? That's almost like blackface. And He's like it, yeah, he's like that's not stuff's great but you know he was like but it's Gary Oldman he can do whatever he wants cuz he was a big fan of the guy. Yeah. But um yeah, so Peter Dinklage was like I you know the the original cut for this movie is great and it was yeah. and that's the overall vibe so it's yeah. It's really sad about that. Yeah. So what I'm saying is folks, uh we need to tell whatever whoever owns
1: yeah, let me owns, look up
0: The studio real quick. Who owns uh, Tiptoes? Studio Canal. Are they still around? Because that was
1: 2003.
0: What if it's all just like a licensing nightmare thing? It's probably like that.
1: Okay, they... Oh, they made the Paddington movies. Oh, so they're still around then. Yeah. They moan, oh brother, where art
0: thou? Oh my god. Bridget Jones movies? So what we're saying is
1: We need to kidnap Paddington Bear. <laughs> and we will kidnap him. And we need we to, put a gun to Paddington's head they'll have to release the director's <laughs> cut of tiptoes.
0: <laughs> Hashtag release the big toe cut. <laughs> You've had the tiptoes now we need the big toes. Oh my god. You'd have the big toe cut. So what was really interesting is, I feel like I have a bit of this is Sino, a bit of a Mandela effect with this movie. Well, you ready for this? Yeah. So I heard about this movie. I yeah. I saw like maybe someone talk about it beforehand, and I saw a clip mm-hmm. of it on the internet. Mm-hmm. And if I remember from this clip, which really threw me, and I think I just read it wrong, I thought this movie ended with the baby ending up not having dwarfism, huh. and Gary Oldman was like. Oh, about that. And like the rest of the family was like, oh, okay, like that's all right or something.
1: I would have hated that version.
0: That's the know. thing. So I was expecting that to happen. No, so,
1: it's so much more emotionally fulfilling for the baby to have.
0: No, I know. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that's a better thing. I just, yeah. I thought I remembered that happening. So up until the credits of this movie, I was like, is this a dream? <laughs> like, once the baby was born, I'm like, but I remember the baby being not born. Before. Is that
1: why you had that shocked look on your face afterwards?
0: Yes. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Gary Oldman wakes up from a fucking dream and I like
1: actor Gary Oldman wakes up <laughs> from a dream and what, he's like what
0: happened? Why are my knees all scraped up? <laughs> no, he's like it was just a dream. Wait, his knees are all scraped up. <laughs> no, no. It's real. It's all real. <laughs> Uh-huh. And you were there, and you were there. <laughs> so yeah.
1: yeah it's Oh god, but I was gonna say something else. What was I gonna say? For the dream thing. So up
0: until the credits, I even though the movie was I was enjoying the movie so far, I was like, everyone hates this movie. It's gotta be like it was all a dream or some just fucking terrible twist at the end. Is but what I was expecting.
1: I don't... Un- and the only reason I can think of for the r- fact that there isn't, like, a co- at least a small coalition of people fighting for Actually, Tiptoes is good. Mm-hmm. is because no one has actually seen Tiptoes. They've only seen the trailer. <laughs>
0: or people they've seen people just, like, talking yeah. about the movie.
1: Okay. I will... Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I just realized something about the title. Yeah. So, one, it first reads like a cutesy teehee joke about oh they're short so they have to be on their tiptoes to reach things but it's a movie about lying. It's a movie about concealing things and not talking about things around your partner being on your Your tiptoes around them (gasps) Oh! Oh, It's all coming together Yeah! Tiptoes is a masterpiece. 10 out of 10. No notes. One note.
0: Release the director's cut. Hashtag release the big toe cut.
1: Release it. Folks, we need you on our side. (laughs) We need to get a coalition going. We need tiptoes director's (laughs) cut. Because
0: it would also be really funny. (laughs) That's the thing, folks. It'd be the best joke of all time. Here on this April Fool's Day... (laughs) It's time to have the best joke of all. To exonerate
1: tiptoes.
0: To exonerate tiptoes. And remember, folks, Gary Oldman looks fucking ridiculous in this movie, but the movie itself is not ridiculous. Thank you for your time. I think that's where it
1: ended. <laughs> we did. Here we did. See it. you next time, baby. Whew.